Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. of February, which is the month of love. It's the month of relationships. We're starting a brand new series today called Love and Lies. Come on, can you say that with me? Love and Lies. Last week, we finished our Moving Forward series, which is our theme for the year. Last week was Vision Sunday, and it was absolutely amazing as we talked about who we are as a church, things that we're focusing on as a church. Today, we're starting a series. Uh, It's not just about romantic relationships, but it's also about all things relationships. Uh, Maybe your relationship with your parents, relationship with your kids, relationships with your friends, relationship with your money. We have all kinds of relationships. And we're gonna talk about four lies that destroy our relationships. Four lies that destroy our relationships. Here's what I wanna tell you. You you can't miss any week in this series. I think it's gonna be fundamental, helpful for each and every single one of us to learn what are the things that try to destroy all of our relationships. Four big lies, we're gonna talk about them every single week for the next four weeks. I think it's gonna be such a helpful series. We're gonna start week one today with the first lie. I want you to grab your Bibles and go to the book of Romans. Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. As you're on your way to the book of Romans, look at the person sitting next to you and tell them you're sitting next to the best looking person in the building. Let us know in the chats where you're watching from, Facebook, YouTube, what city, what part of the country. Look at the person on the other side and tell them, who are you in love with? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Pastor Ricardo Bissett is in the building. That's our pastor from Calvary, Havana. And I love that he's here with us today. Okay, go to Romans chapter 1. Go down to verse 21. Paul is writing to the church in Rome at this point, and he's going to say something about the culture, what's going on in society. This is the base verse for our series, Love and Lies. And so if you're taking notes, you can write this down. I want want us to know these verses we're about to read, and it's going to help us out throughout the whole series, what Paul is saying here. Love and Lies, Romans chapter 1, beginning in verse 21. If you're there, can you say amen? amen? The Word of God says this. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And they exchanged the glory of God, the glory of the immortal God, for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Come on, that's a good verse right there. I love the word of God. So I want you to underline that, highlight that. That's gonna serve as the base scripture for this series, Four Lies That Destroy Relationships. Today we're going to talk about the first lie, which I believe is the lie of foolishness. 
the lie of foolishness. We'll discuss it in a moment. In fact, today's message, I've titled it Filters and Fixing. Filters and Fixing. We'll talk about this in Jesus for the next 20 25 minutes and then we'll worship one more time because worship was absolutely incredible and then we'll have an awesome day amen come on let's pray father we thank you so much we love you thank you for this incredible sunday morning here in this physical location and across all the locations watching online thank you for this family called calvary god this household of faith it's not a building it's a people and god i thank you for this church god i thank you for a brand new month new grace new mercy as we start this new month new series that you would speak to us open up our hearts to know you and see you in a better way jesus we love you. We're so thankful for your life and for all that you sacrificed for us as we remember today. Help us to see you and know you better. And it's in that name of Jesus that we pray that all of God's people say, Amen. Oh, come on. All of God's people say, Amen. Can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on. In recent years, many of you know there has been an obsession with selfies and social media. Everybody knows somebody that takes a whole lot of selfies? People have become obsessed with taking pictures of themselves or them and their friends and putting it all over these different social media platforms. Now, now because of that, there have been engineers, programmers that have developed apps now, applications that you can get on your phone that you can put a filter or fix a picture you don't like. You can alter your face. You can lose 30 pounds in 15 seconds. You can take off a wrinkle. You can fix that double chin. All on an app, in about 15, 20 seconds, you can look like somebody else. <laughs> and a lot of people are doing it. Maybe you've done it yourself. Like, I just don't like the way I came out in this picture. A couple of days ago, a few of us were hanging out. We were having a good time, but we took a group picture. And you ever notice, you know people that as soon as you take a group picture and we all go look at the picture, who do you zoom in on? Your own face. You zoom in on your face. How did I come out in this picture? And if you came out bad, we're taking this picture over. I don't care. Everybody else can come out beautiful, amazing. Let's take it over. I like the way my eye works. We're taking it over. Now you don't have to take it over. You can put a filter or you can fix it. I started thinking about that because I think we do the same thing across all areas of life. Yeah. And we also do it on God's word. Whatever we don't like, whatever doesn't agree with us, we just put a filter on it or we fix it until it agrees with what we want to see. We filter God's word or we fix what people are saying until we are all on the same page. Today, have we tried to fix, have we tried to filter something that perhaps God has spoken to us about in our life because it does not agree with what we think? It, it, we're, we're funny people, isn't it funny? We, we usually love people that agree with us and don't love people that disagree with us. Ah, uh, you don't disagree with me. I'll just filter you out of my life. I'll just correct some relationships in my life because if it, if it doesn't agree with what I want to do, I don't want to hear it and we trash it the same way we do a picture. In fact, I, I said it this way. We tend to dismiss that which disagrees with us. We tend to dismiss that which disagrees. Well, if you don't agree with me, I'll just filter you out. I'll fix it so that it can align 
with my life. In fact, nowadays, society tells us none of us can disagree with one another. Like, we can't have a difference of opinion anymore. Like, if you believe one thing and I believe something else, oh, now it means we hate each other, don't like each other. Today, culture is telling us we cannot have a difference of opinion. In fact, if you do, they'll try to cancel you. Oh, you don't believe what I say? Oh, you're, you're, you're canceled. <laughs> I don't want to tell you, they, they can't cancel you. You're a child of God, right? Like, you, they can't cancel. Nobody, who's going to cancel what? Cancel who? <laughs> I believe the time is coming where they will try to cancel the church. Let's be honest. We may say some things that are found in God's word that people don't like, and they will try to cancel the church, but you can't cancel that which God is blessed, that which God is building, that what God is doing. You can't cancel God's people. Come on. You can't have a difference of opinion anymore. In fact, uh, there's all kinds of lies in culture. Another one of the lies is, hey, hey, do whatever makes you happy. In fact, the, the saying is, follow your truth. Hey, what's your truth? Follow that. What is your truth? Follow your truth. Hey, you have your truth and I have my truth. Well, that, that completely then, completely disagrees with the first thing that we said that we all need to be on the same page. If you're telling me I have my truth and you have your truth, that did, completely cancels out us being on the same page, agreeable on everything. And the second thing is that there can't be two or three truths. Maybe there's two or three truths about an experience, but, but you can't put that across all of life. If I say the sky is blue and you're like, nope, it's orange. It, it can be orange maybe later on today, but right now it's blue. No, it's orange, Alex. Yep, yeah, maybe later. Right now it's, it's blue. It's not blue, it's orange. There can only be one truth. Today, everybody's saying follow your truth, whatever you want it to be true, follow your truth. Can I tell you, there is no multiple truths. There is only one truth and it's found in scripture. It's found in the word of God. And so we got to submit to God's word and say, God, ultimately you are the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth. He's the absolute truth. There must be only one truth. Today, we, we don't believe that. And there's a bunch of lies in culture that would say, follow your own path. Do whatever you want. Find whatever agrees with you. Fix, filter, whatever you want so that you can do whatever you want to try to find some kind of satisfaction. Well, C.S. Lewis, who used to be an atheist, turned into an apologetics author, incredible man of God. Look at what he said about society. He said, human history is the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. I just want to find something else that agrees with what I want, my feelings, my emotions, and that will make me happy. And we try to find it all across society and realize there's only one thing that will satisfy the human soul, and that is God, the maker of the human soul. And so today, some of us in here, our relationships have suffered because we've done whatever we've wanted. 
whether that's in a marriage, whether that's in a, in a relationship with kids as a father or a mother, or, or maybe a relationship with our parents. We, we, we've chosen not to forgive. We've chosen to throw temper tantrums and be upset and hold grudges for years, perhaps months, weeks, right? Like, I'm going to do whatever I want. We've chosen to do whatever we want in our relationships. And today we are living in the land of those consequences. Some of us in here, I filtered, I fixed whatever I wanted to do with my life. And because of that, we are now living in those results. And you're saying, yeah, I, I decided to do something in my marriage that I know isn't right, but I chose to filter and fix it to my feelings. And so today I'm living with those consequences. I, I know I should not have texted that, that, that coworker, but today I'm living with those consequences. I know I should have not had stepped out of certain relationships that I had in my life, but I did, and I followed my own rules. I chose to have uh, unforgiveness toward my parents, and today I'm living in bitterness or regret. Some of us are living in the land of consequences because we made our own choices. Today, we've got to realize those lies kill relationships. The beautiful thing is we have a good God who comes to restore, who comes to forgive, who comes to give us grace and mercy. Come on, today we believe he can heal. We believe he can renew, restore. Anybody thankful for the God that we have? I might have messed up some relationships in the past, but I serve a good God and he's able to do something brand new today. And so God, what do you want to do with the relationships in my life? In fact, we put it this way. If we want success in relationships, let the one who designed them define this. God, I, I want to have success in my relationships. I'll let you, since you're the designer, define how to carry out these relationships. Are you following me, church? Let's let the creator tell us what we should do with creation. He is the one who designed them. God, I don't want to follow my own path, my own truth. You are the truth. Help me with my relationships. The book of Romans is an absolutely beautiful, powerful book. We did a series on it two years ago. If you weren't here, you can go back on our YouTube channel and catch up. One of my favorite studies we've done, it's on the book of Romans. And we covered it all in about six, seven weeks. And it was an awesome series. And right at the beginning, this is Paul the Apostle that's writing this letter to the church in Rome. Now, Rome was a crazy society, a crazy culture. And Paul, he begins Romans chapter 1 with some good news. He says that the gospel is the power of God for unto salvation. And he makes a big deal out about that because Rome was all about power. And he's like, you think little Caesar has power. God has power. The gospel has power. It changes life. Today, if you're saying, I need help, can I tell you, the greatest help you can get is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It has power. Somebody say power. And so Paul's like, man, this is awesome. We got some good news for humanity. It's the power of God. And then he's going to begin to bring up some bad news in chapter one. Because you can't appreciate the good news until you know the bad news. And he says, uh, mankind is unrighteous. Right? We, 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 we choose evil. We don't want God. We, we like darkness. We, we tend to want to rebel against God. And so in chapter one, he's, he's speaking to all of us when he begins to describe his culture because we can see ourselves in what he's saying. He says, oh, the people here in Rome, the people walking around society, they are lovers of self. They are lovers of sex. They are lovers of immorality, lovers of vanity. They, they worship themselves. They worship idols. 
Some of us are like, well, I don't worship an idol. Some of us are more in love with our iPhone than we are with our Bibles. It doesn't have to be a carved object that looks like something. It can be a carved object on our phone. Come on, we, we've all probably been guilty of idolizing things. He says, all oh, humanity, they've rebelled against God and they've chosen to be lovers of other things. And he's bringing up this bad news. He's saying we, we need God. And we need to understand what God wants for society. We turn to worshiping idols. We turn to worshiping images. We turn into worshiping ourselves. And we are doing whatever we want with our bodies, with our relationships. In fact, I can do whatever I want. I can sleep with whoever I want. You, the Bible can't tell me. God can't tell me anything. I could do whatever I want. We say here at Calvary that a confused theology will lead to a confused sexuality. If you don't understand who God is and the design and the plan that he has for you, then you'll say, well, I could just do whatever I want. And Paul's saying, you, you've chosen to ignore the almighty creator God who has good things for you. It's not that God is trying to take anything from you. In fact, God doesn't take anything from you. God's trying to give you life and life to the fullest. God's trying to give you health spiritually, physically, emotionally. That's the God that we have. Come on, he's a good, good God. Some of us, we've chosen our own path, and, and now we're seeing the consequences. God, on the other hand, is saying, i got blessings for you. And so he's saying, we've ignored the truth about God, and we've exchanged it for a lie. We've exchanged it for a lie. There's a whole lot of lies that the enemy comes to us with. For example, week four, you, you need to be here. Week four, we're going to talk about the lie of shame. It's too late for you to change. It's too late for you to fix your marriage. It's too late for you to fix that relationship with your parents, with your mom, with your dad. It's too late. It's too late. You're too, you're too messed up. That is a lie from the enemy, and the devil is a liar. Next week, we're going to talk about the lie of pride. That destroys a lot of relationships. No, I'm right. Everybody else is wrong, and I can do whatever I want in these relationships. It's the lie of pride. Today, the lie of foolishness, saying, God, your word is not true and Satan is the one who comes to give us these lies church I want you to pay attention to me Satan comes to lie to all of us because if he can do something is he can deceive us through his lies here's what I want to tell you Satan can't force you to sin but he can convince you of a lie that what he has is better than what God is offering and it will cause you to sin are you following me he can't force you to sin, but he can say, hey, this is better. I, don't, don't believe God's goodness for your life. Don't believe all the blessings that God has for your life. My lie is better than God's truth. And he convinces believers that what he has is better than God's goodness. Satan always comes. The Bible calls him the father of lies. The father of lies is Satan himself. Some of us are sitting here today, and there's lies being whispered in our ear right now. Ah, this is not God's word. Do whatever you want. Don't listen to this boy from Hialeah screaming up there. Like, like I know, all kind of lies. <laughs> it's happened in my life where, where the enemy comes with lies and it causes me not to believe God's goodness and awesome truth for my life. And I listen to the lies of the enemy. He is the father of lies. Have we believed the lies of the enemy? Well, I don't, I don't like this truth, so I'm going to put a filter on it and I'll fix it to what I want to do. Filter and fix God's word. And what we're doing is that we're exchanging God's truth for a 
lie. Now, now Satan does this from the very beginning. I'll show you quickly before we wrap up how, how the enemy does this from the beginning of time. Like, let's go back to the Garden of Eden and you'll see that right at the very beginning, this is what Satan's mission, this is what his MO is. In Genesis chapter three, verses one through seven, you're gonna see, it says this. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden. Notice the first thing the enemy does, he doesn't come and say, how was your day? How good has your relationship with God been? How beautiful is Eden? No, he says, did God actually say? Hey, hey, what he's saying is, is God's word actually true? Don't, don't tell me you, you actually believe God's word. And the enemy comes to destroy our relationship with God by convincing us that God's word is not totally true. Hey Eve, did God actually say what he said he did? You can't eat of the trees? By the way, he'll always show you what you can't have instead of showing you all you can have. They could eat of every tree in the Garden of Eden but he pointed out their limitation instead of all of God's blessings. The enemy will quick to show up like, oh, come on. Oh, you, you really can't sleep with multiple people? You can enjoy one person for the rest of your life, but he'll, he'll point out everything you can't have instead of showing you God's blessings and all you can't have. The enemy is a liar. And he twists things. He's, he's a twister of things. He's a liar and he's under our feet. He's the father of lies that comes to destroy our life. But today we can stand up and say, you are defeated. I'm getting health back in my family. I'm getting health back in all my relationships. Come on, we can have health and life and God's blessings. Can I get an amen? In fact, if you read Genesis verses one through seven, you'll find three little lies in there. Today we're focusing on the big one, but let me show you the three lies that the serpent comes to Eve with. Number one, he says, did God actually say that? Is God's word really true? That's the first lie he says. If you keep reading, he, he basically says, hey, the consequences are not real. He says, Eve, you won't die? Ah, come on. No. No, you won't have no consequences. Come on. Everybody's cheating on their marriage. Come on. Hey, everybody gets to throw a temper tantrum and hold a grudge for a year. <laughs> like, like, he'll convince you that the consequences are not real to what we want to do with our feelings and emotions. Did God actually say that? Hey, the consequences, they're not real. You won't die. And then once he convinces us, his last lie is you should be ashamed of yourself. He's lied to so many of us with that one. You should be ashamed. Look how you failed. You call yourself a Christian. You call yourself, oh, you, oh, you're a child of God and you're still mad at your parents. Oh, oh, you, oh, you're worshiping today, but look how you treat your kids. And he'll cause us to look at all our relationships and with a lie, destroy our relationships. Those are three lies. The main focus of all this is, did God actually say that? What, what do we do? We want health in our relationships. I don't know about you, but my prayer, God, I want my relationships to be healthy with my parents, with my wife, in the future with my 25 kids, right? Like I want health. <laughs> like I want, I want health in my life. Anybody with me? With my friendships, with my coworkers, with the people that I do life with. God, I want health in my relationships. 
emotional health, spiritual health. God, I want to follow your plan. And so when the enemy comes to destroy all my relationships in my life, what do I do? When he comes with that first line and says, hey, did God actually say that? Is God's word not true? I don't, th- I don't think it's true. Don't believe it. What can we do? I'll, I'll share three quick things and we'll wrap it up. Number one, we should trust the teacher. Trust the teacher. Can I tell you, there's some things in scripture that are confronting. There are some things through scripture that I'm reading and they challenge me. But what I have to realize is that the creator and the teacher is trying to guide me to a better place in life. God's word is always going to call you out. It's going to call you out of sin. It's going to call you out of darkness. It's going to call you out of bondage. It's going to call you out of addiction. It's going to call you out of misery. And it's going to take you to a place of joy, take you to a place of abundance, take you to a place of blessing. God's word always calls us out. In fact, our theme for the year is moving forward. God's word always calls us forward. Get out of that place that you've been stuck in. God's, it's challenging. I'm not saying that it's nice. It's not like, mm, oh, this is awesome. I need to work on myself. No, it's like, whoa. Some, the Bible says it's a mirror. And you look at yourself and you're like, oh, I didn't know I had something in my teeth. And I know I had all this on my faith. Like, I know I had all this in my soul. Things that I got to work on. It's challenging. It's confronting. But I've realized that challenges are corrections. It's correcting whatever is not right in me. Now, now, maybe people have told you and people have told us, you, you believe everything in there? You, you believe this old ancient text that's thousands of years old. I've heard of all, man wrote the Bible. You really believe that? I, you can do what you want. You were born that way. You have these feelings and emotions. Do what you want. Well, I just say, be careful because if you're not listening to God, you might be the God in your own life. Pastor Tim Keller, who's the pastor of a major church in New York City, phenomenal pastor and author, look at what he says. He says, if your God never disagrees with you, you might just be worshiping an idolized version of yourself. Wow. If your God never disagrees with you, you might be the God of your own life. And I don't know about you, but I know I'm not wise enough, smart enough, strong enough to be able to lead my own life follow my own truth some of us we can't even get like our life in order and we're trying to tell everybody follow your truth oh there's one truth and it's God's word he's the wise designer creator he put an order to our system he put an order in our life because it's full of blessings got to trust in the teacher trust in the word of God that is full of life for us today it's full of health He doesn't want to take away. He wants to give health to our relationships. Paul, writing to the church in Thessalonica, look what he tells them in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. He says, when we came preaching and teaching to you, You heard us, but you trusted that it came from God. And because you believe that, it's now at work in you. Can I tell you, this word will work if you believe it. It's true. And it may be ancient, but it's it's full of spiritual principles that you can't escape. You can run, but you can't hide. 
spiritual laws that God has set to bless your life, to keep you, to bless the relationships around you. Do we believe it? Number one, trust the teacher, trust the creator, trust the designer. He, he has us in the palm of his hands and he wants to bless us. Then the enemy says, well, the consequences, they're not real. And I'll say this, number two, boundaries are a blessing. Boundaries are a blessing. Like, like if there's something God wants to do, it's that he wants to bless your life. And if he's put boundaries around, it's because he wants to keep you from danger. It's not that he's a bad father, it's that he's a good father and he's trying to keep you the same way you would a child. And you tell a child, don't go run on the turnpike because a car might hit you. So you put boundaries and you put a median and you put guardrails because the minute you get out of those guardrails, you might mess up your life. God has put guardrails because he's a good father who's trying to bless you, protect you, and bring hell to your life. Are, are you following me, church? Like, I, like God knows, God knows, like, I, I need guardrails in my life. Our passions need parameters. God is trying to help us out. There, there's a story of Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, the great boxer champion that existed and my favorite boxer of all time. Muhammad Ali, one time, he gets on a plane. He gets on an airplane and the flight attendant walks by and sees he doesn't have a seatbelt on and she's like, Mr. Ali, you, you need to put on your seatbelt. She keeps walking around and he's like, mm, I don't need no seatbelt. She keeps walking around the plane and comes back and she says you, you need to put on your seatbelt champion you, you need a seatbelt and he's like no I don't need no, no seatbelt she keeps walking around she's getting a little frustrated now the plane is getting ready to take off and they're getting out of the runway and they're ready for flight she comes up to him one more time she's like Mr. Ali you, you need a seatbelt and he says well Superman don't need no seatbelt <laughs> and she says well Superman doesn't need a plane either <laughs> even Superman needs a seatbelt I tell you, we, me and you, we need a seatbelt for our life. Otherwise, we will run in every direction and do whatever we want to do. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You can't follow every feeling and emotion in your life. Your life will be a roller coaster and we will crash our life. Get, a, get the seatbelt, which is the word of God, which wants to keep you in God's path, which the Bible says at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. He wants to bless you. That's why he gives us a seatbelt. He loves us. He doesn't want you to go and ruin your marriage. He doesn't want you to go and ruin the family relationship with your kids or with your parents. He doesn't want you to go and ruin friendships in your life. Like, he said, I'm putting guardrails for a reason because boundaries are blessings. It's like fire. Fire is great, but that's why there's this thing called a fireplace. When the fire is out of the fireplace, it is dangerous. We were in Colombia a few months ago and we were at this Airbnb that had a nice little chimney. I'm from Miami, Florida, born and raised, Hialeah. I never seen a chimney in my life. I was like, this is awesome. But you realize that the fire is contained because the minute you take the fire out of the chimney, it could burn a house down in a moment. Let what God has given you, let it exist in its proper place. Because the minute you take it out, it can destroy your life. Well, it's my body, my choice. It's my feelings. It's the way I was born. I can have sex with whoever, do whatever I want to do. I can cheat. I can do whatever. I can do whatever. I can be angry. I can be upset. I can hold unforgiveness and grudges. It's a lie from the enemy to destroy your relationships. 
Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 says, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Death spiritually, death emotionally, mentally, and sometimes even physically. Did God actually say that? Trust the teacher. Are the consequences really real? Boundaries are there for a blessing. And you should be ashamed of yourself. The devil is a liar. God doesn't want you walking around with shame. I'll finish with this, the bank can come up. Repentance actually turns you right. Repentance turns you right. I know with a message like this, as we're talking about relationships, the same way I've been confronted and challenged, all of us here and people watching, we can be challenged today. Can I tell you, there's, there's two different reactions you can have today. You can either choose to be defensive or you can choose repentance. You can choose to be defensive today. You can say, well, it's my life. I'm going to do whatever I want. You can't tell me what to do. God can't tell me what to do. That's an old ancient book. That's right. You can do that. Absolutely. And what we'll say here at Calvary is welcome home. You're welcome anytime. We all are here. All of us have messed up and we've all chosen our own path. You can do that. Or you can choose repentance and say, God, today I need to correct my life. I need to correct my life. I need to make it right. I've let my own will destroy relationships in my life. Now, if you're here today and you say, well, I choose to be defensive. I can do whatever I want. I've been married before, married again. This don't last. I can cheat. I can do, I can do whatever I want in my life. I can, I can be mad if I want. I'll show them. That's fine. But can I tell you something? That, that spirit of defensiveness it's really a spirit of rebellion. And, and you know who that's like? That's, that's the spirit of Satan. And, and we've all had the spirit of Satan at times. Well, we rebel against God. Right? In fact, the Bible says that Satan had five I wills before he got thrown down from heaven. I will, I will, I will, I will. And some of us today, we can be like, I will do whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever. I will, I will, I will, I will. That's the spirit of Satan. Or we can have the spirit of Jesus that says, not my will, but your will be done in my life. What will will we choose to have in our life? Can I tell you, I've had the spirit of Satan before where I say, I want to do whatever I want. And I've rebelled. And I've chosen to be defensive and say, this is my life. Can't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> Rebellious. That's the spirit of the devil. A lot of us in here, we can go around the room, we'll give testimonies of what God has done in our life when we've rebelled. And his good grace... And when you turn to repentance, it puts you right. And today we're saying, not my will, not my feelings, not my emotions. God, I'll make a choice. My feelings will follow after I make my choice. Feelings follow choices. Don't let your feelings make the choice for you. You can choose repentance today and it'll make you right. Repentance, some of us, we've heard this word before. And we're like, ah, oh, I don't like that word. Like maybe we've seen it on TV. We've heard somebody down, you know, the neighborhood of some street saying, repent, turn or burn, right? And they're like, ah, oh, repent. They've made it a bad word. Can I tell you, it's a beautiful word. It's actually a very good word. You, you, know, you know, all repentance means is you're going in one direction and saying repent literally means a change of direction. Repentance literally means to turn around. Some of us today, we need to turn around. We've been headed in the wrong direction. We've been destroying relationships in our life. We don't talk to our parents. We've been holding grudges for years. We don't speak to our kids. We've cheated. We've lied. 
Today, repent. All it means is turn around. He's a good God. He has blessings for you. There's mercy and grace today that if you choose to turn around, the Father's waiting with open arms saying, come, come, I'll give you life. I'll give you blessings. Come, come, come. There's nothing wrong. Today, he'll make you right. Today, some of us, were sitting in here watching and, and you feel a little bit of pain. You're like, ah, oh, that's, called, that's called conviction. That's good. It's happened to all of us when we make a mistake, fail, sin. In fact, the pain of repentance may last for a moment, but the pain of rebellion lasts for a lifetime. And we can choose which pain we want. God, today I accept the conviction. I know I'm wrong. I repent and you're gonna make my life right. And you're gonna start to bless areas of my life where I'm gonna choose to live in defensiveness and rebellion. And I'm gonna deal with pain the rest of my life. It's up to us, really. God, I don't know about, about anybody else, but I want blessings for my life. I want blessings in my marriage, in my family, with my parents, with my friends. Help me to stay in your path and not buy the lie that your word is not true. I sense God's spirit in this place and I want us to close our eyes. There's some of us today, whenever you eye close, some of us today, God's calling you to repentance. God's calling you to turn around. The way you've been leading your own life, it's only going to lead to destruction. There's people here today that you, you may be in adultery right now. You need to turn around. You are on the verge of destroying your life. You're, you're on the verge of destroying relationships that's going to cause pain for, for the next several years. And the good father is saying, turn around, turn around. There's some of you here, you've been holding unforgiveness against mom or dad or maybe against a son or a daughter. And that unforgiveness is causing bitterness, it's causing something to spring up on the inside that's not healthy for you. And God is saying, today, choose forgiveness. Today, forgive that parent, forgive that son, that daughter, forgive that friend. Don't live in unforgiveness that destroys relationships. Today, God is saying, will you exchange that lie for truth? And if you're going to filter and fix anything, do it through God's word. Filter your life through God's word. Fix your life to God's word and you'll find blessings. Today, repent. Turn around. Repentance, by the way, is not a one-time deal. All of us need to repent every day. Because our minds, our feelings, our emotions, it leads us all in different directions. But my feelings don't lead me. God's word leads me. Did God actually say that? Yes, he did. And he did it for my good. In fact, I want us to stand up on our feet. If you're willing and able. With every eye closed, every head bowed. In a spirit of worship, in a spirit of prayer. Whether you're here or you're watching online, across different locations, wherever you're at. Come on, with every eye closed, with every head bowed. I believe the Spirit of God is at work in all of our lives. By the way, there's nobody perfect in here. We've all failed. We've all done wrong. We've all gone in the wrong direction. We've all, at one point or another, have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And that lie has destroyed relationships in our life. 
Today, God wants to bring health. He wants to bring restoration. I just sense this in my heart today. There's somebody today, you, you need to ask your spouse for forgiveness. You walked in here and you're mad at each other and there's something happening in the hearts where a root of bitterness is growing. Today, forgiveness, won't, it needs to come into the heart. And the Spirit of God is saying, hey, hey, turn into the right direction. Today, some of you need to call your, your son, your daughter. You need to make that relationship right. No, but they did me wrong, Alex. I can... Forgive. Forgive. Listen to God's word. It's beautiful. It has blessings for you. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Convict us. Help us. Challenge us. We know that when you come to convict us, it's not to make us feel shameful. It's to come and grow us, mature us, and to move us forward. God, there's areas in all of our lives that needs correction. Help us to know and trust that your word is true. And we believe that by faith. And we realize that our own truth is not truth at all. In your wisdom, in your infinite strength, in your supernatural power, you've created a path of life for all of us. Help us to trust you and not believe the lies of the enemy. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, if you're here today, we're leaving in just a moment, but if you're here today and you say, Alex, I, I need God. There's been sin in my life. Maybe you're in here today and you're saying, today I need to repent. Today I need to repent. I've been going in the wrong direction. I've made bad choices. The Bible says all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. We've all done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. While we're here today, it's not because we're perfect, it's because we're grateful that a good God has forgiven us. And today he wants to forgive you and give you a brand new life and put you in the right direction. The Bible says that sin, it leads to death. It will destroy you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, many times physically. Sin leads to death. The Bible says God is love, but God is also holy and he can't be with sin, he loves us. But in the same way that his love is perfect, the way he judges is perfect and he has to judge sin. Sin separates us from God, but God loved the world so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, so that whosoever believes in him will not die, but have everlasting life. Can I tell you, your life doesn't have to end in death because God came to give us life and life to the fullest. Come on, as pastors are praying, dream team praying, every eye closed, every head bowed. Today, if you're saying, Alex, I got sin in my life, I'm gonna tell you, Jesus paid for your sin. He went up to the cross of Calvary, gave up his life. There on the cross, he died for your sins. He went down to a grave and after three days, the Bible says that Jesus, he resurrected from the dead. Jesus is alive. I believe that with all my heart. And the Bible says, whoever calls on him will be saved. Today, if you're here, if you're watching online and you say, Alex, I need Jesus. I need forgiveness. I repent. I'm turning to God and I want health back in all of my relationships. With every eye closed, with every head bowed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count to three in just a moment. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand as high as you can. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. Every eye closed, every head bowed. In a moment of prayer, in a moment of privacy. I just want to see who I'm praying for. Once I see you, put it right back down. Come on, the whole church praying. If you're, if you're here, you say, Alex, I need forgiveness. I want to repent. I want to turn into the right direction. I want to go after God. At the count of three, raise up your hand. Hold it up high enough, long enough for me to see you. One, two, 
three. Raise your hand as high as you can, as high as you can. I see you, 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 I see you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Amazing, amazing. Hands everywhere. God bless you all the way back there. You guys can put all your hands down. Amazing. Hands everywhere. Watching online, you can make that decision at home. God sees you. Take that step of faith. You tell him, I need you, God. He'll make you brand new right there where you're at. He'll put you on the right track. Come on, with every eye closed, every head bowed. I'm going to say a simple prayer, and then I'm going to ask Pastor John to come up here and tell us about a Bible and lead us back in worship as we close the service. I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Come on, why don't we say this together? We're going to confess Jesus as Lord. As one big family, let's say it with every voice. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Make me new. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, can we make some noise for everybody who just made that decision? Thank you, Ali. Come on, can we make a, could we get a little bit louder? Somebody just went from death to life. We can make some noise. We could give Jesus a shout. Hey, if you made that decision today to accept Jesus into your heart, I, I seriously believe that you just made the greatest decision of your entire life. You're gonna make a lot of decisions. You're gonna make millions of decisions your entire life, but there's nothing that's ever gonna come close to the one that you just did right now of taking in Jesus. From, all, from now on, you now have the Savior, the Creator, the one always with you. You are never alone. You are never by yourself. And so as a gift, we wanna just gift you a free gift. We have a free Bible for you that you can go ahead straight to the Connect tent right in the front and just say, hey, I made that decision with Pastor Alex and we just wanna give you no charge, free 99. We wanna absolutely just gift this to you, bless this to you. I really believe that the next step that you have is just start to speak to God. Start to have a relationship with Jesus. Start to know that you can actually live in fellowship with him. And how does he speak? He speaks through his word. And so go ahead, if you do not have a Bible, go ahead and go ahead and grab a free gift. We want to give to you a free Bible. Thank you so much, Pastor Rich. And so, hey, come on, can we just make some noise one more time for everybody that made that decision? Also, if you were watching online and made that decision, you could text the number right, you could text decided to the number right below, and we would love to also send you a gift right there. But hey, I think we should leave here celebrating one time because I believe God has done something. I believe the message today was not just a Sunday message, but that's something a Monday through Sunday message that's gonna bless our rest of our week, the rest of our month, the rest of our lives. And so let's go out here praising. Let's pray one more time. Believe that God's in the room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for an incredible message, God. Thank you for an incredible day, Jesus. Thank you that we get to come here and worship you and lift you up. God, thank you for every life that was saved today, God. Lord, we pray that we just may bless our Sunday through Monday, God, that you may bless our week, God, that we cannot leave the same, but we may turn in the opposite direction and live a life of repentance. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.